Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Before COVID, many investors may have looked at hospitality as an industry with solid fundamentals, producing constant and predictable returns. But we're in the middle of a pandemic. So is it going to get worse before it gets better for the hospitality industry? Our guest today in Money and Me Believes So, Sherry Kimes, has embarked on a global study on COVID's impact on the hotel industry. And she studied what the industry is doing to cope. Sherry is NUS Business School visiting professor of analytics and operations. She is also emeritus professor of operations management at Cornell University and is considered a thought leader in the world of revenue management. Professor Kimes, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having me. What is the time frame of impact on the hotel industry that your study provides? Um, the study is basically goes from early January until mid-March. So kind of when COVID started, before we even started calling it covid all right. So when we talk about the differences between SARS and COVID through the perspective of hoteliers, we know that SARS had a higher mortality rate, but it seems most of your respondents think COVID is more harmful for the hospitality industry. Can you explain why? I think there's two reasons for that. One is, and actually they're both kind of related, that it's global. And then the other part is that there's a lot more um, global travel now. And so if you go back to uh, SARS in 2003, like, for example, for Singapore, the Chinese only accounted for maybe 3% or 5% of, in, of uh, tourist arrivals. And now it's, well, not now, but before, before COVID, it was 25 or 30%. So there's just a lot more international travel now. All right. Give us a sense of the real hit that the hospitality has taken in terms of revenue and occupancy. And are some regions hurting more than others in that they've been hurting longer than others? Well, it kind of depends on when it hit. And so, you know, China is starting to come back, and we can talk about that a little bit later. Um, here in, in, in Singapore and Southeast Asia, it's still pretty grim. Um, you know, we're probably, I don't know how bad it is because I don't think they want to say, uh, but, you know, we're probably maybe in the 20%, 15 20% range, depending on which country. Europe, a lot of the hotels are actually closed. And in the Americas, I mean, it's, I mean, I think they've been the ones that were hit latest the long I mean I mean maybe in March sometime and so they're down dramatically but uh, but they really just kind of got hit last month and and why are APEC hotels they've been hurting longer than others why are they less likely to resort to lowering their prices compared to hotels in other regions I think a lot of it has to do with the SARS crisis and then also the Asian financial crisis and that basically people have had experience with this sort of thing. Obviously, this is different because it's a pandemic, but I mean, people who've worked through SARS and have worked through the financial crisis, um, it's, and I've, I've talked to a lot of them and a lot of them say, well, you know, I remember having exactly the same conversations during SARS. So they had a contingency plan and they, they kind of knew what was going to work and what wasn't going to work. Whereas people in other parts of the world uh, really didn't have that same same type of experience. So are they relying on the playbook that they use for SARS? It's a completely different situation now, isn't it? 
Yes, it is, and I, and I think, but but I, but but I think that helped them get through it because I was talking with one person, for example, and you know she said you know she was here when during SARS, and I think it ended. You know, there were maybe like three people in her hotel, and she's got a, she's in a different business now, and she was talking about well, you know, I remember this because I've got to figure out you know how to develop new sources of business. I've got to do this. I've got to do that, and I've been through it before, so I'm not I'm not panicking. Whereas the first time that people go through something like this, um, their first sense, and it's, I mean, their first reaction is not surprising, mm-hmm. is just kind of sheer panic. Right, right. And then looking at prices as the first thing to do to mitigate the downturn. Share with us your evaluation on some of the tactics that hotels have been using to mitigate this downturn. Well, I mean, I mean, I was happy to, I mean, the, the, dropping the price, I mean, if people are worried about their health, dropping the price is not going to bring them to the hotel. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, I, mean I, think, I, think, I think people, most people have started to realize that. But things, you know, such as special offers, and you can see some really creative ones that have gone on here in Singapore, um, you know, with some of the quarantine hotels or the staycations and, and different sorts of things like that. But the ones that seem to work the best are ones that look at the, what the customer's needs are and what their pain points are and try to address, address those sorts of things. Um, I mean, with things like um, you buy one, you know, buy, pay for uh, one and stay for two nights, that's too easy for other hotels to copy, and those are kind of, I mean, they don't really work particularly well. And even in a study I did 10 years ago, people said that one really, really didn't work. It was better to be looking at developing new market segments or to be, you know, really kind of looking at, and then also, of course, to be looking at your loyal guests and making sure that you're treating them well and getting them what they need. Did the study come at a time when you could look at what hotels were doing in areas where people were required by law to stay home? No, and so the, see that's see that's an interesting part because I um, mean it seems like I did the study so long ago, but actually it closed three weeks ago, which mm-hmm. right now three weeks ago seems like a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I'm about I'm actually about to start a a new study tomorrow, uh, which will be looking at some of that. But there's been some um, some statistics put out by some of the hotel data companies, um, you know, talking about that because in the areas where the hotels are closed, mm-hmm. I mean there's nothing that they could actually you know, there's nothing they can do about it, right? It's just a matter of um, you know, preparing themselves for when things open up and being ready for the recovery. And you could kind of see a model for that for what's gone on in China mm-hmm. um, because, you know, they are, you know, things are not the way they were before, but they are, they're definitely coming back. Indeed. So will governments then have to play a huge role in saving the hospitality industry given the lockdowns, given the legislation? I think so because you and when you look at this, this is something that the hospitality industry. I mean, they have no control over it. I mean, it happened, and then the impact. And then you also start looking at, you know, for example, here in Singapore, the percentage of people who work in hospitality, whether it be in hotels or restaurants or other tourism-related things, is that you know it's important you know, to um, you know, to stabilize things so that people can you know have their jobs, be able to support their families, and you know, and, and again, you know, we don't know how. How this is all going to play out. I mean, what's going to happen with international travel? Are people going to, is business travel going to continue and everything like that? But, you know, hospitality being a vital part of, a, of government, I mean, society, I mean, I do think it's something that the government has to support. And, and you could kind of see, again, here in Singapore, the, you know, I mean, the quarantine hotels have been kind of a perfect example. That was something that was good for the government and for public health. It was also good for the, it's also been good for the hotel. 
themselves. Right, right. You know, if we look for silver linings, is the fight for survival or planning for, for survival a real opportunity for reinvention now for some hotels? Are there any ways of looking at what's happening as an opportunity in the present for this industry? Absolutely. I mean, I, I did a roundtable on this. Um, it seems, again, like a long long time ago, but it was a month ago at, at NUS where we had my students and a bunch of industry leaders. And, and one of the things the students said that they got out, and they had, we had 20 vice president-level people from around Southeast Asia, was that you know, this is a time for innovation um, because it's kind of, you know, the, I mean, there's not many people at the hotel. There's not much going on. Why not try some different sorts of things out? So you can see things now, you know, such as, you know, the role of technology. Are people going to be more accepting of technology? What about with business travel? Is it going to continue the way it was? Or are there other, other you know, maybe video conferencing facilities? What about robotics? I mean, is that something that people will be more accepting of now because they're worried about the face-to-face contact? So there's a, there's a lot of opportunities. And I think the other thing here is that people are, a lot of hotels are discovering, and all of us are discovering you know, the value of um, you know, the value of video conferencing and other technologies, and I think it's kind of sped up sped up the adoption of them. Um, you know, that's not you know uh, we would probably prefer to have the adoption sped up, sped up by some other reason, but I think it's kind of it's changed the way that we look at that sort of thing. And speaking of change ahead, China's citizens contribute to a fifth of international tourism spending. And we're seeing China slowly get back on its feet, but border lockdowns are still prevalent across the world. And here in Singapore, we're just days into stricter measures for physical confinement. So when the confinement measures do lift, and this is a hypothetical, do you expect demand to flood back to hospitality? Well, I think it will be more domestic travel to start off with. And, I mean, well, China, China is actually a really good example because, uh, you know, from what I understand, you know, from my friends there, hotels are maybe back up to about 20% occupancy, which sounds awful, uh, yeah. but it's better than, better than zero. And, um, and you know, they've had some weekends that are actually sold out. So things are coming back. But, you know, nobody can, you know, but there's all the border controls. And, and people are, I think it's going to take a while before people feel comfortable flying internationally. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, plus you could see a, a lot of countries, I mean, just like Singapore, where people, countries are going, you know, we're just going to close our borders because it's easier to control it within our borders rather than have to worry about what everybody else is doing. So I think, so I think domestic tourism will come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think international is going to be a little, it's going to be a little bit longer, which has a lot of implications for Singapore because, as you know, there's not, not a whole lot of domestic travel here unless, you know, we're able to, you know, I mean, but there's also the huge demand in Southeast Asia. So, um, but I think it's it's going to take a while. And it's going to be sort of incremental in terms of the spheres where people travel is going to be closer to home, you think, before, before they go further out? I think so. And then, and then, you know, just in terms of the recovery, I mean, in the you know, the studies I've done, I didn't ask ask it in the st- survey that I did um, a month and a half ago, but I've done it in other uh, other venues, and people seem to be thinking it's kind of in the you know the six to nine month kind of range before things start to come back. But it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be a straight up uh, recovery, kind of like SARS was. I think it's going to be a little bit slower, and I think there might be. And we can kind of see that here in Singapore. There's going to be some bumps along the way. Why do you think it's going to be slower compared to SARS? Because of the lockdowns? I think also I think because of the global nature of it 
because we're all I, 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 we're all kind of reliant on the weakest country's response to it, um, and because there's so much international travel. Whereas with SARS, it was much more con- much more regionally confined, right. um, and and so yes, there was some impact of SARS in other parts of the world, but really not that much. Um, so it was you know it was just a really small term um, you know kind of a, a short term sort of thing for them. Where here, since it was so regional and there wasn't as much international travel, um, it wasn't is it was a little bit easier to recover from. But I mean I think I think with this one you've got a lot there's just a lot of fear that's out there. And I mean and I'm you know I'm not um, you. Know, kind of diminishing that at all. I mean, I understand that, um, but people are going to feel a lot more comfortable kind of staying, you know, staying close to home and family um, until things, until they're confident um, that things are going to be better. Professor Kimes, are there key lessons that you're already seeing in terms of what it's going to take for hotels to weather this storm or lessons that we can take um, to, to put into contingency planning ahead? I think that you know, the key thing here is to be creative and to start looking at segments that they might not have looked at before and to rethink their operations. And then the contingency planning, I mean, the key thing here is actually do it um, because there's so many hotels, and actually not just hotels, so many company industries that haven't done it. And, I mean, at least be, and, you know, one thing that I advise people is make sure you're taking notes as you go through this um, because you, what you want to have is some kind of a, almost like a standard operating procedure manual which hopefully we never go through a pandemic again. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I was talking, I was doing a uh, roundtable last month, and there was a, an Australian woman there, and, you know, she's been in the industry for a while. She said, you know, I've seen it all, you know, bushfires, tsunamis, earthquakes. She said, I just have this little book that's called Panic, and I just pull it out whenever something like that happens. Because it's always kind of, I mean, because you, you're kind of doing the same things, and, and, and at least if you've got your little book that says Panic, or probably more kind of like just in case um, it kind of helps yeah it kind of helps you it calms you down because of course you're going to panic and if you panic um, you are not going to be thinking clearly and you know one of my friends had a nice way of putting this he said if you need to panic go in the corner get it over with come back I mean you know, pull yourself together and come back because if you're pan if you're in a panic stage you're not going to be able to think clearly and logically that's great when you're panicking reach for your panic book love that thank you so much for joining us professor okay, thank you very much Professor there, Sherry Kimes. She's NUS Business School's Visiting Professor of Analytics and Operations, also Emeritus Professor of Operations Management at Cornell University. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.